Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Rolling with Disadvantage, the D&D podcast where we won't be playing D&D. As always, I'm your host, Tyler. And I am Till! All right, as payment for the volume of that, your scream into the void is going to have to be quieter, because if you're new to the show, Rolling with Disadvantage is our podcast where we argue, debate, and drink mimosas into the oh, void. Oh, yeah, that's totally happening. We have mimosas today. Sunday fun day. Um, about various aspects of D&D 5th edition. I'm reaching for mimosas now, sorry. Feel free to join the conversation by tweeting us at RWD Podcast. So today is a special. We're recording on a different day. Yes. Because our last um, episode, we had major technical difficulties. Somebody feels the quality wasn't up to snuff for what he believes is appropriate. It was straight garbo. So here we are on a special day, making up for it with... I have a special mimosa with pineapple juice and ginger. Special, special. I've I've just got classic OJ and Mm. champagne. Mm. Mm. This is good. You got to try this. Would you like some more champagne? Champagneart? So, Till, you told me that you have something special to say to the listeners yes, at the start of the episode Yes, I have today. an impassioned speech to give. Can we keep it short? It's very short. Okay. It's very short. It's, it's very simple. Um, uh, we on the show, uh, it's all opinions. Everything we say is our opinion. We try to support it with firsthand accounts, which Tyler hates. Anecdotal uh, evidence. Yes. And... Uh, other such uh, articles, research we've done, uh, stories we've read, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but for the most part, it's our opinions, and it's always going to be our opinions. And so having said that, I would like to say this. We reference a lot of different content on this show, a lot of different content, various stories, various uh, shows, books, music, everything. We, we reference a lot of it, and we do so with the utmost respect and admiration for it. We wouldn't bring it up if we didn't think that it was pertinent and relevant in what we discuss, and what we discuss is what we believe in. So at the end of the day, anything that we say that is construed as negative should be looked at as we have great admiration for it, and that's why we take the time to even think about it in any kind of light that isn't fanatically positive. Which is all to say, sorry Eminem for talking about your daughter. (laughs) I thought we weren't going to bring that up. <laughs> All right, no. Haley Jade, I love that name. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for your impassioned speech. Again, just to just to reinforce, we only bring it up because we care about it. Yep. Yep. But we Except. Are, we're going to be critical about <laughs> stuff. We're going to be critical the, you know, about stuff. That's just how it goes. We don't critically hit. So to, we all critically miss. Today is a special episode, and though we're not pulling a topic to start, um, and this is going to be probably an extra long segment, we are specifically talking about a topic brought to us by one at Onslaught6 Onslaught, on I was, Twitter. I it was Oblivion6. Onslaught6. Onslaught6 on the Twitter. Look uh, him up. I bet he's a cool dude. Literally just said, psionics? And yes. We're taking it from there. My reply is yes, 100%. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, we have thoughts and feelings. Many thoughts and feelings. But for those who are want to play along at home, I am specifically referring to the Unearthed Arcana segments yes. on Psionics mm-hmm. and the Mystic Clash. There's a third version that came out a couple months ago. 28 pages, baby. Read ago. it all. Um, which is not a fair assessment because only eight of those pages are about the class and the remaining 20 are effectively the spells. <laughs> so, uh, can we, you want to go ahead and summarize what psionics is? For I wouldn't those? say that they're spells. They're more like a warlock's invocation. Invocation in slash spells. And the warlock's abilities and stuff. I don't. We'll get into that later. Anywho, can you summarize for the listeners at home what psionics is? There are many, many oh, kinds of magic in the world, and we'll get to that in a little bit. 
But ultimately, there's all kinds of magic. There, there's, you know, nature magic. There's acid fire, poison, psychic force, all kinds of magic. There's the schools of invocation and evocation and abjuration and all the eons and whatnot. And then there's psionics, which is essentially the power of the mind. Mind blitz, for lack of a better term. It bullets? is. Did you say bullets? Bullets. Okay. Yes. Not not the creature, like actual, like physical, like pew pew bullets. Ooh, a mind bullet that actually dug in your brain because they're so tiny. <gasps> Something that like a mind flayer would create to like protect his house. Well, no, that's effectively what mind flayers create. Too. Okay, go ahead. Anyway, um, so, uh, but yeah, the, these warriors of a sort they they can encompass many different forms. Some are more so along the spellcasting lines. None of them are spellcasters. We should clarify this immediately. The psionic class. That's not true. And mystics in general, they they're not spellcasters. The Wu Jen. Which used to be a monk, but we'll ignore that altogether. Anyway, um well no, sorry as a monk. And then it became the Wu Jen as its own class. And then it became anyway, uh I'm getting the wrap it up signal. Psionics use the mind, and that's the biggest takeaway from this, is that they, at the end of the day, are focusing, they are the pinnacle of intelligence. They are the pinnacle of Harnessing mind over matter, literally. And we're going to discuss that, and we're going to go into it, and we're going to try and dive into... Why is this a thing? So it's not in the second version of this Unearthed Arcana, or the third version of this Unearthed Arcana, but it's in the second version, sort of more description of where psionics come from. Um, If you've played the game at all, there are creatures with psionic abilities, Mind Flayers being the main one, Um, and then Gith Mm -hmm. have some psionic abilities, and there's some other randos, I think... Aboliths. Aboliths. Do beholders have psionic abilities? Well, I mean, I feel like they do. Um, And those creatures get it for a variety of reasons, but mostly that power, that mental ability, comes from a place called the Far Realm, which is just like it's just imagine you know imagine a gibbering mouther, but like a place. It just does nothing make sense there at all. So in the second version of this, they did a great job of talking about how places, worlds, realities that are kind of broken, like the rules of reality aren't as concrete, those tend to have psionics emerge, whereas if your world is like stable, like the rules make sense, whatever, you probably won't see a psionic. You won't see mystics, that sort of stuff. Nope. So from a flavor perspective, just to start this off, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a huge fan of that concept mm-hmm. of the world is, uh, it's you know, it's off axis, it's broken a little, so something quirky pops out. Okay. I I think the flavor's cool. Yeah. You don't like the psychic flavor? You're not a fan of the Stephen King literature? Actually, you know what it Firestarter? You know, you know what it kind of reminds me of? What? Freaking E.T. Really? Yeah, E.T. shows up, he's got all these crazy powers, he can heal people, he can do all these crazy things that yeah. no one really understands. That's that's what I picture when I think of Asanic. Literally aliens. People not of this world, not of this reality. Coming and doing these crazy things that no one understands. You don't think do. of like all of the all of the you know fantasy content of people who are psychics. Say 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 Firestarter, Stephen King book, mm-hmm. or the shitty movie Push, or things like that, where you could just you have mental prowess over physical reality. I th- I I could I don't think of aliens. I get where you're coming from, but at the same time, like a lot of that stuff can be explained or done with spellcasting classes. Yes, correct. Whereas psionics are literally things that spellcasters can't do. Period. Well, you bring up a good point. Of a lot, if the, if a lot of the effects are duplicatable, I'm going to make that a word. If it's not, 
as a spell, able to be duplicated, able to be duplicated by a spell. Why does psionics exist? Yes. If if I if every effect in here is a thunder wave or it's a eldritch blast or whatever it is, why do I have psionics? That's that's my big question. I to have. get away from having to deal with verbal semantic and material components. You you jumped way ahead to like <laughs> one of the most powerful parts of this fucking thing. We'll get to that in a little bit. It's so ridiculous. We'll come back. I went through almost page by page of this, just sort of highlighting things that are overpowered and things that are underpowered. There's there's a there's a pretty big disparity. We'll come back to that. But I'm again I'm gonna reference for a third time here. The, they aren't they're like actual glass. I don't know where I got those. Um, the book the fire uh, fire starter by Stephen King. The premise of the story is. These people do a bunch of drugs for a psychic experiment in the 70s, and their kid turns out to be like super psychic-powered pyromancer or pyrokinetic, but she's way more powerful than that, and she can do all sorts of crazy shit. Some of them have the ability to heal people. Some of them have the ability to break down walls. Some can start fires. Some can some can charm you or create illusions. Like, they're perfect. It's a perfect encapsulation of these abilities. I think you're using the wrong analogy, because as, as much as I liked Firestarter, it's a bit of an older story these days. Are you, for are you a talking more... about the movie or the book? Either about, one. Talking about the movie doesn't count. It doesn't matter. Either one. But for a more common reference point for what psionics are, Stranger Things. Perfect. Great. Actually, thank you for jumping forward 40 years in the future. Stranger Things, 11. Or what's the other one? Eight? Eight. Eight. It's, no, six. Callie and L. 006 and 007, just like Trevelyan and Jane. Bond. Jane and Callie. Yeah. Six? Whatever. Six. Whatever. She was, one, she was the one in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Because she created she illusions. Creates illusions. Exactly. Yes, exactly. And, and 11... I feel like her character's name was Jane, actually. Telekinesis. Has and astral projection. Exactly. Can do both of those things. Which, that's that's perfect. That's it. That's exactly what that's it is. That's right there, people. Right. She can she can also do, like, some weird telepathy, but not really. Yeah. It, it, like, it has to use the radio or something. Yeah, exactly. Which, and I, that's more of, like, a... That's, like, almost like scrying, and that's the focus. Oh, yeah. That's a good call. Um, So, th- that's that's an c- example of what a psionic is. Yeah. Now, the the mystic class is much more fleshed out in this. I Having read through this, it's much more fleshed out in that you have a lot of options. Mm-hmm. Many, many options. Six, I think. Six, I, I think believe. Six specializations, but I want to talk about just the abilities of it first. Go get them. And then we can sort of touch on, you only have a lot of points. We can touch on all your points as we go. Nope, I'm going to just, I'm skipping my points today. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. So. Too regimented. Oh my God, there's so much here. That First of all, there's a lot here. And, Point number one. And it's, you know, it feels kind of arbitrary sometimes. When I'm looking at this and I see proficiency bonus, features cool, talents known. Okay, that's like that's like cantrips known, sure. Discipline's known. Okay, those are like world invocation. And then you get into the side points and the side limit, and they're just, in, they're, they're rules. They're rules of a game. They're not they're not features of a class. Yes. It's 4, 6, 14, 17, it's, 27, It's 32. very much like sorcery points. Or key points. Yeah, which, which, well, sorcery points and key points even feel like a more linear progression, mm-hmm. whereas the side points... Just jump. It just jumps to, to make the character balance. That's all it is. It's a balancing tool. It doesn't feel like um, flavor. When you, you're level one, you have four side points. But once you hit level nine and you can use... There's a side limit as well. You hit, Your side limit jumps to seven. You become the most powerful character at level nine. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and they try to balance that by, by keeping you know your side points to a sort of lower amount after that but it just feels like a rule it just, just jumps it just it, it feels like they they didn't really think that one through that brings the... up my last point okay we're, we're jumping to each other's points a lot whatever it's a but, conversation but psionics we, we can make this the first physical topic that we discuss psionics is always an afterthought it, in both rules and and 
content. It has never once been in the player's handbook one. Ever. Is that correct? That is correct. Really? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Because in third edition, they created the psionic handbook. The complete psionic handbook. And they did yeah. the same, same thing for 3.5. Right. Exactly. And in fifth edition, it's an Arcana, which I, I applaud them in, in doing the extra credit. Like, oh, we didn't. We're going to make the extra work. We're going to try to make it work. I applaud that. But it's it taken, is an afterthought. It's taken 30 years to figure out how to make a psionic. They figured out how to make a fighter and a druid and a they ranger. They didn't figure out how to make a druid because the druid sucks. But the druids always suck. That's, to that's address your speech at the beginning of the show, I will hate on druids all day, every day. They suck. I only talk about them because they're And the rules. current 5th edition ranger because they haven't given us the revised um, one in physical contact. But that's a very good point. It's always an afterthought, and I feel like it's always an afterthought because they can't get it right. They can't get it right. Why do you think that is? <laughs> I think it just stems back to everything we've said about it not being something that fits in the world. Like, how do you, how do you make something right that doesn't fit? That doesn't belong in the first place. Well, the there's a great article that we both read. Um, what's it called? The, it's by the Angry DM. The Angry DM, yeah. And it's like, why does Psionic suck or whatever? And he does yeah. a good job of sort of breaking these points down. And it's that the rules of D&D were built. Like, here's a, here's three books. Yeah. They deal with a world that is pseudo-medieval fantasy. Yep. There's magic. There's yep. two kinds of magic. It's arcane. It's divine. And then, years later, like, here's this third system of creating special effects. How, now, exactly. How do you fit it in? Like this, this wasn't part of my world. Nope. So you have to. If you're a DM who's interested in this, you have to start from scratch. Like, okay, we're starting the campaign. Yes. Psionics exist. Yes. Right that, at the start. That has to be st- stated, and the rules would have to be explained at the start. Yes. Which would inevitably lead to your entire party being made of mystics, which actually could be a pretty overpowered party. Yeah. Um, believe it or not, because they can do Mystic anything. rogues. Because they can do anything. Because everything multiclasses with rogues. Oh yes. Uh, you don't even need, honestly, like, I've flipped through a lot of this. You don't even need to be a rogue. Because you can just get it's so stupid. expertise You can what literally you Ant-Man with one of these abilities. <laughs> you can you can shrink down but maintain your, your strength. There's an Ant-Man ability. I forget what it's called. Diminution. Diminution. I can't ever say it. Yeah, you got it. Whatever. It's in here. But, it, yeah, you'd have to establish starting point. We, there's mystics. There's psychics in the world. Mm-hmm. Mind flares have bred with all the humans, and, and psychics are, are That'd everywhere. That'd be awesome. Like a half mind flare, half, like, humanoid society. Did mind flares have genitals? Or would like, well, no, they just they just put in like earworm right, exactly. so into like, you. But you have a human body. Yeah. But it changes your yeah. your body. Yeah. Does it? It'd, does it'd it be keep like, your genitals? Um, it'd be like. Uh, Do mind flares urinate? No, of course not. They don't eat. Besides brains. So what's which the they point? Absorb. Um, but uh, they don't have an it anus would be kind of like uh, the time machine, where you've got the upper class people that are you know actually just you know sheep essentially, mm-hmm. and you've got the lower class people that are either the brutes. Or the fucking sciatics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That rule of the world. Okay, that's a free campaign idea right there. Well, I mean, yeah, those H.G. Wells is... No, the, the the mind flare. Yeah, mind, half mind flare, half humanoid society where they just harvest humans for brains. To make psychic soldiers. Yeah. As opposed to creating more mind flares because the, the you know society is very prestigious. Ooh, that'd be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like that. So, the... Uh, what are we talking about? Fitting into the game. You have to do it at the very beginning of the game. Yes. First of all. Yes. And I think you have to do... You actually have to explain a lot of the world and why they are there. Yes. But in terms of how they fit in, the the major bug up my ass for this is it doesn't fit in with the logic. Nope. Because you're like, okay, spells, the magical effects I create, say it's a fireball. I have to do things to create that. You got to take a little back guano, rub it in my hand, say the right words. Sulfur, whatever. I, got, I need a fireball. I need a gesture. I need to say a thing. Magic has rules. Psionics, we brought this up earlier, do not follow those rules. It's a whole new set of rules. This is a 
28-page document. I printed it out to highlight it and write notes. Literally, do not have to use components. Great analogy. At all. Rules, no rules. The current spellcasters have to abide by rules. They're the Batman of the world. And the Joker is the Sonics. He has no rules. He has no rules. He does whatever he wants. They're dogs chasing cars. Yes. They wouldn't know what to do with the caught one. Exactly. The, and it's, it's huge to not have to use components. Yes. At all. Like, every time I think of it, I think of a sorcerer who uses their sorcery points to subtly cast something. And I think about how incredibly powerful that is. Yes. You have to use a resource, a finite resource, to do a thing stealthily, basically. Yes, but not Sonics. And this is another thing that gets me. In, there's a whole bunch of crown abilities mm-hmm. in the disciplines, mm-hmm. and uh, like where you charm somebody or you enrage them, you have to sp- you have to spend some time talking to them. And if you do, like a bard, if you if you spend like a minute talking to them, they'll run off and do whatever you want, or they'll attack somebody, or they'll be incapacitated. Something cool, yeah. right? It's not a combat ability necessarily because it takes a minute, but at the very last line of each one of those is, on a successful save, the creature is unaffected and has no inkling of your attempt to bend its will. It's like a bard, uh, the College of uh, Glamour. If I cast a spell on you, you typically know. Yeah, because I, I had did, to make a save. Because you did, I did something that affected you. Or even if it like, even if it's something you wouldn't detect, you still saw me moving my hands about mm. and saying words that weren't in, you know common. So the psionic has a distinct double advantage where a lot of my effects, I literally just look at you and something happens. Yeah, we're just talking. After a minute, I leave. Yeah, You're like okay, it's just it just is now. To, to talk about the resources, though, the Psi Point system, as much as it feels arbitrary, i got to move this coin because it's going to keep doing that. As much as it feels arbitrary, is very limiting mm-hmm. in that, say, like the big effects take seven Psi Points. Okay. At level 20, you only have 71. So 10 times per long rest, I can do this. Yes. But you have other things you want to spend your side points on, okay. like healing yourself, healing others, things okay. like that. <laughs> so call it, call it eight. Still, basically, you get you get eight big spells if that's what you choose to do. And they don't have to all be big. You can use a range of side points, right. one to seven. Right, because you, yeah, you can only use up to seven or yeah. whatever. But some of these abilities, hold on, I gotta find them. I gotta flip to my my overpowered ones. Where'd it go? Okay, brute. Force has a bunch. Yeah. There's one called Mighty Leap. Go ahead. Tell me what you it does. You can spend one to seven die points. Yep. And as part of your movement, you jump in any direction up to 20 feet per side point spent. That's a, that's a long jump. It, you, I just you, jumped 140 feet, You bitch. turn into the Flash. Like, there's ones on here that say you can run 10 extra feet. Why would you ever do that when you can jump 140, 140 feet? feet Plus your movement, it says it's part of your movement, but this is bonus speed, in the same amount of time it takes a normal person to run 30 feet. I'm going to jump 170 feet. That's insane. Bye! I feel like the G-forces probably would murder, like kill you. <laughs> but there's another thing, that same brute force discipline has, um, as a bonus action, you gain a bonus to your next damage roll against a target you hit with a melee attack during the current turn. The bonus equals 1d6 per side point spent. What? Yeah, so I can spend up to seven points to add seven D6s to my attack. Okay. It's kind of like sneak attack. Right next to that. Oh, there's, there's bestial more. form, different discipline. <laughs> you manifest long claws for an instant and make a melee weapon attack against one creature. Okay, yeah. On a hit, this attack deals 1D10 points of damage per side point spent. That's a lot of D10s. Seven D10s on an attack. That, that, yeah. 
But you still have to hit. How many attacks do they get? They only get one attack per round, right? You, there's things to give you a bonus, but yeah, you only get the one attack. However, okay. Um, there was one other one. This is my favorite. Oh. And there's a proofing error in this. Ah. Um, Looking you, at you. Seven side points. You exhale a cloud of poison in a 90-foot cone. 90-foot cone? Each creature in the cone must make a constitution saving throw, taking 10d6 poison damage at a failed save. Now, what'd you say? A 90-foot cone? 90-foot cone. That's huge. Are there any spells that have a 90-foot cone? Probably, but nothing good. I can't. Like, Cone of Cold 60. What's fear? Fear's 90. Yeah, I think fear is the only But that doesn't do damage. Right. Right. 10d6? So, 10... It's it's a Breath of a Green Dragon. That's what it's called. There's also Breath of a Black Dragon. When can you start using... uh, You said 9th level I can start using 7 side points? Correct. So, So, there you go. At ninth, ninth level, level. It's, and it's just an action. It's a, it's not like once a rest or with a recharge. So let's say that I'm some... Okay, I'm trying to do the math. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. 90... What, what math cone. Oh, I'm yeah. trying to figure if there are literally people in every square, how many people that could hit. Oh, this, that's a lot of math. But at ninth yeah. level, you have access... You can sp- your side limit's seven, and you have 57 side points, so that's eight. Eight, yeah. Eight, br- eight breath weapons you can do during a day. That's effectively... 80, 80 D6, D6 poison damage that you just cone. spread out. So you got to figure if you hit 10 people at a time with it. Or even if you're just fighting the big bad. 100 D6s. You minimum 80. Well, minimum 40. And a con save. Con is not like a saving throw that a lot of people have proficiency in. You've jumped to my next thing, my friend. There are so many abilities in here that are charisma or intelligence saving throws. Ooh, those are the worst. So many. This is my favorite right here. Under the crown of despair discipline. It's a avatar discipline. Dolorous Mind, five side points, concentration up to a minute. As an action, you choose one creature. Mind you, you don't have to do anything. They oh, can't see you. I know you're going to say, I love this ability in that one I One creature it. you can see within 60 feet of you. It must succeed on a charisma saving throw, which is a Bards, horrible saving throw. I believe, throw. are the only ones to get it. Or paladins? Uh, no, I think they're intelligence wisdom, aren't they? Or charisma wisdom. I think paladins. Charisma wisdom. No, it's not. But they get, bon- uh, they get bonuses on all of them eventually. Yeah. Monks get permission Charisma saving throw, or it is incapacitated. Yep. It has a speed of zero until your concentration ends. That's up to a minute. It can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns. Incapacitated. Meaning crit, crit, crit. You, will, you will walk up to it and crit it. Crit, crit, crit. So I can just action five points, charisma saving throw, which you'll probably fail. Incapacitated. Can I then bonus action to do 10d6s or something? Hey, probably. There's probably something in here. So there's a bunch. I'm oh, just... crit. What's that? 20d6s in a single turn? Dead. Um, Dead. There's one that can charm a bunch of things. It's an int save. There's one that... Um, can can make you invisible to other people. That's a charisma save. There's a bunch on here. I believe I looked this up, what? and it, barring any new additions, charisma was the oh no strength. strength intelligence the, is the least common strength. intelligence is the least common saving throw yeah. for spells. It's up there. It's 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 real low. So there's a lot of abilities and in here. Only what I think uh, rogues and wizards have intelligence as a saving I throw. Trained. I think that's right. So there's a lot in here that are really good and and fit into a niche that people are not prepared for. So the system... Con, charisma, int. That's a, those are tough saving this, There's a lot of wisdoms one in here, but they're usually bad. The system comes in here... Son, a minute. Wait a minute. When I cast charm person, that's a wisdom saving throw, isn't it? Charm person? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why is my charm as a psionic a charisma saving throw? See, Norm, that's where I say because magic, but that's not, not right. Magic. That's actually wrong now. Yeah. But it doesn't make any sense. The answer for all things in the world is always because magic, and now it's not now, magic anymore. To be fair, there's a lot of good ones in here, but there are some that are really Stupid. not good, right? Um, that's that's balanced. That's true for any class. Yes. 
So, like, the adaptive body, right? Yeah. As an action, this is the big one. This is the seven side point. As an action, you can touch a creature and give it... Now, this is going to sound powerful, but it's not that powerful. Immunity to acid, cold, fire, lightning, or thunder damage for an hour. Can be. Like, I'm going to fight a fucking dragon. Correct. It's incredibly niche, which makes it good there, but otherwise, like, I don't need that. And But, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know of any other class that can do that. Like, no, there's no spell for that, is there? It gives you immunity to a entire thing? I don't I, there's know. resistance. There's, like, elemental body or I think there's things something. like that. I don't know if anything gives you immunity to an entire type of damage. So there's... Like, that'd be... That's dragon fighting 101. Oh, I'm going to fight a red yeah, dragon. Immunity to fire. Here's, this is my, this is my point. Suck dragon. You're um, going back to the second page of my document here. You you can only pick so many disciplines, and there's a lot. Um, so I level 20, you have eight. And there's, there's that's a, a lot of that's disciplines. That's a lot of disciplines. But if you pick that one, it's only good that one thing. That high, can you switch out your disciplines? No. No? Once no. you pick them, you're done? Yeah. Talents and disciplines. I don't think we talents. No, 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 no. Talents, no. Oh, no, no. Sorry. In addition, whenever you gain a level in this class, you can replace one discipline you know with a different I one. I thought it was like invocation, so I thought I remember reading that. Talents or not. Talents, you just get to pick, it looks like. And the talents are fun. If you're into the talents... Again, this this document's available on Wizards' website if you want to sort of see what I'm talking about. Um, see, the talents are where I have the biggest issue. I think they're fun. Because a lot of them are essentially spells without the components. Um, yes, but some of them are pretty cool, unique things, like the blade meld, which, as a bonus action, Stupid. a one-handed melee weapon you hold becomes one with your hand. It's like the locked gauntlet that used yeah. to exist back in 3rd edition, which I liked a lot. Uh. Armor spikes. When's last time Slate tried to disarm anyone? I don't even... I'm going to do it today. I don't think it's now even that, a thing anymore. Now that you bring it up, I'm going to do it. I think it's I think it's all... You have to grapple, and then the DM has to make a decision on whether or not you can wrestle a weapon out of someone's I'm gonna hand. I'm going to fucking do it, too, and you're, you're not going to see what's coming. There's one that you can make yourself invisible I'm against invisible one person. I'm the group. Don't, don't fuck with me. Um, and then there's, there's two in the back that have an int save and a charisma save. Uh... <laughs> As an action, you target one creature you can see within 120 feet of you. That's a, that's a good range. The target must succeed on an intelligence saving throw uh-huh. or take 1d10 psychic damage. Does that damage go up at it levels? It does, at 5th level to 2d10s. At 11th so, level, 3d10s, and 17th level, 4d10s. So it's a cantrip. It's a cantrip, essentially. It's a cantrip with an intelligence save. With intelligence save, which is... I don't think there are any. In a 120-foot range. That's a long distance. So it's, it's all or nothing, I, now though. There's, it's all know, or nothing. Firebolt is a 120-foot range. That's it's a cantrip. Save. It does 4d10. No, it's an attack roll. Oh, I'm thinking of Sacred Flame. Yes. But, again, here's my other issue. Goes back to everything. Are there any, uh, are there any components to go with that? Any verbal? No. Nope. Any somatic? No? Nothing? No VSM? No. Nope. Nope. And that's the issue right there. Yep. It's doing the same damage as any of these spells, but no one knows what's happening. If I'm hiding in the dark somewhere, I could just do this relentlessly, and no one would stop me. It's perfect murder hobo. Oh, I go to the tavern, I sit in the corner of my beverage, and I literally psychically snipe people, and no one knows what's happening. Yep. Unless, People just start uh, dropping dead. Unless another mystic was there to be like, to like oh, feel the psychic whatever vibes. I think that's a thing. You can do it. You can sense the psychic imprint on objects. I would probably home rule that like a mystic could feel all their mystic yeah. stuff happening. Yeah. Or they at least know they recognize what's happening. You're like, oh, something psychic's happening. Yeah, right, exactly. Like you would you would know it because it's invisible. It's fucking invisible. Yes. So it's that's so. But some of these are really underpowered. Um, do any of these require attack rolls, sir? Yeah, and that one's one of the worst. It's uh the the psychic blade. That's fine. Guy. Is so it's a physical blade, it's not invisible. It, it it's a soul knife. And you concentrate on psychic energy 
and you create scintillating knives of energy that you project from both of your fists. Okay. Can't so it's, hold, like, it's like Wolverine Claws. You can, yeah, you can't hold anything. Okay. It's a martial melee weapon okay. with a light and finesse properties. It's a rapier, basically. So I was going to ask if essentially... It, like, if you could just create an invisible blade that attacks, like, does that get advantage on attack rolls? Since you can't see it? Oh, my God. Oh, that's the one. Like, now this would obviously have to be independent of your fists. Like, if, I understand if you have invisible, like, claws on your hands, you're still punching at things to make attacks. But if I just made, like, an invisible weapon, would it get advantage? Uh, like, if there's an invisible spiritual weapon, would it get advantage on attacks? I think it would have to. Right? I don't see why not. Unless it was something jangly making noise. Or unless, like, the caster had to, like, swing their hands with it. Yes. So, I think all of the major uh, talent attacks, Choir en- energy throws. beam is a deck saving throw. Yeah. Um, I thought so, too. Mind but... slam is a constitution saving throw. Mind thrust is thing. an intelligence saving throw. They for all of them, which is awesome. That's deadly right there. Um, oh, this person sucks psychic... at charisma saving throws? I'll do that one. Psychic hammer is a strength saving throw. A strength saving throw. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. So, it, it's got all the bases covered. That's that's deadly, man. And that's the thing about the the mystic is it's and maybe why it's so hard to make is this is this is intended to be a one stop shop. There's does everything. A, there's a healer mystic. There's a tank mystic. There's does a everything. DPS mystic. There's does a everything. druid mystic. Does everything. The druid mystic can spend side points and acquire can a la carte pick body parts for what it wants wings or gills or claws or whatever. It, it doesn't have to have them. It can choose. Hmm. And it can choose more than one. So I could make like a lion with gills. Well, it's, you don't necessarily like, you can pick the shape, but like um. Oh, that would be cool. The sea lion. Oh, the there is already a sea lion. That was stupid. <laughs> it's the bestial form. You can spend two points per one. You can do amphibious, climbing, flight, keen senses, perfect senses, swimming, or a tough hide, which is plus two to your AC, by the way. Sounds like a simic hybrid. It is exactly what it is. How long does this last, by the way? Four an hour. It's an hour. It's an hour. And mind you, this is great, right? Bestial form, it's an hour, or until you end it as a bonus action, or until you die. Not full unconscious, die. 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 That's because you physically are doing it to yourself. Yeah, there's you, no concentration. Yeah, you phys- there's no concentration. Not on that one. On a lot of them, there are. Not yeah, on that one. Yeah, but there's no concentration on that. That's crazy. Yes. There's uh, there's so many good things about this. If you wanted to, if you were like wanted to min-max your way through this, you would make a mystic. Yeah. You would make a mystic. What's their... And I am a perennial. What, cl- what race gets bonus to intelligence? Min-maxer. What? Gnomes. Bonus intelligence? Bonus. Plenty. No, yeah, gnomes do. Um, Gnome constitution hybrids perfect could. in a perfect world. Uh, half elves could. There's plenty of people that can get bonus to intelligence. Yeah, I would. You make something that gets a bonus to High intelligence. Elves, uh, plenty. Yeah, tons. And you make a mystic. Eldrin. And you, and you there's a you can there's one on here where you can get your AC is ten plus your dex plus your con. So like a barbarian. But like, it's just part of the feature. Yeah. So essentially, what this feels like, and we keep saying this, but what we keep saying is that essentially, this character is every other character. Yeah. There's no sacrifice. There's no saying, if I'm a mystic, I can't do this. You know, you can do anything. A mystic can do anything. And that's honestly my biggest issue is that at the end of the day, there are no limitations on it. Except it's availability. Yeah. That's the only limitation. That's the big one. So then how do you decide, oh, well, you know, I'm going to allow a sign a character in this group. Who gets to do it? Because obviously everyone should want to do it. I don't. But, you know, how do you decide who gets to do it? I think the mystic and the psionic are already perfectly positioned as enemies. Enemies. That's exactly, that's my next point. Enemy NPCs. 
I think that these guys are meant to be evil fucking geniuses. In our current campaign, and we mentioned it last time, I have creatures sort of loosely based on the Stone Eaters from the fifth season. They have a psychic attack that you guys that I don't know. I don't give them advantage on attacking you, but you'll just be standing there yeah, and just take a boom, just take a blow in the chest, and it's it's rough because yeah. it can get you anywhere, and that's part of this. It can get you anywhere, so they're kind of they're perfectly positioned as dangerous enemies. They could be serial killers. They could just Ooh. be. Enemies in general, Ooh! perfect serial killers. Psychic serial killer. Yeah, perfect. Oh my god, fully on board. Yeah. So I advocate for using this as base material, as as component, as it were, for a non mind flayer psionic bad guy. Yep. A big bad. Absolutely. If you would. I think that's the perfect place for it. Storm giant mystic. This person, like, like just to think about it, like this person, like tore through reality to get yes. to the material realm. Yes. Things are fucking up because they're here. The you, have to, you have to find them and destroy them or send them back to end the world rupturing. That's a great campaign. Jetly in the one. <laughs> Not quite. But... Why would you bring up that one? I actually love that movie. I haven't watched it in a long Jason time. Jason Statham, Jet Li, the one? It's, no, not Jason Statham. Isn't he? No, it's just Jet Li. It's Jet Li fighting himself. Are you sure Jason Where it's Statham? Like, there's a multiverse... And the one Jelly's been killing the other versions of Jelly. Are you? Uh, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not. Now that you say this, but... I'm pretty sure Jay Sims is a cop that hunts down all of the various Jetlies of the world. No, it's no Jelly's a cop. Mm-hmm. There's only two. I know. A, I know. There's part. a Jetly Jason Statham there's movie. There's Control F. Control F. Jason. <gasps> Jason what? Statham right there. MVA agent Evan Funch. Oh my god! I totally forgot about that. Why would you debate me on movie I knowledge? I didn't debate you. I said I don't you know. You questioned me. I didn't debate you. You questioned me on movie knowledge, Because you're wrong sir. sometimes, and it's fun and satisfying for me when you're wrong. Yes. Uh, but, yes, I think a uh, bad guy tears the reality. Yeah. Dig it. Totally dig it. I think it'd be a great campaign. Yeah. And you could make it He'd so... be so hard to find. He could just be, like, a shopkeeper. Just hanging out. And you wouldn't have any idea. You sell him all your shit. He comes back to use it against you in the end and arms his army with it. Well, and that's what th- he could be tearing open oh reality so more mystics could come through. Oh, oh, that's just great. A shopkeeper that you sell him all the shit that you don't use and he arms a small force with it. That'd be great. Yeah, but you sell him usually useless shit. Well, not always. You know, if, if no one in the group uses a two-handed weapon, you're going to sell him that plus three greatsword eventually. Yeah, I advocate this is this is, this is a base <laughs> material. This is a base material. This is fun. And this you is could, fun. Yeah. This is going to be a great enemy someday. Well, I think that this is perfect for you because you really don't like psionics. hate psionics. You're against it. Very much so. I kind of want to see what would happen. I kind of wanted to have somebody play it for like one shot, like a one-off. You literally had an eye twitch just I, now. I, I, literally had an eye twitch. It's It's completely unrelated, I assure you. Um, I would like to see what happens to sort of either validate or prove me wrong. Um, well, then give it to one of the guys. We got it. We got a one-shot coming up. But I totally lost my train of thought. Actually, I take it back then, and we'll do it. But there's, this guy needs to go through one more version, that's way more manageable. Before that, yep. Even if just for the proofing errors. Yep. Where there's the breath weapon I told you about earlier. Hold on, I gotta pull it up again so I don't screw it up. You mean ninety foot, ten d six death throw mm-hmm, saves? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're like it's highlighted in here somewhere. Just imagine you you just standing there, and there's an army coming towards you, and you're like, fuck you. Dude, where the hell? <sighs> What's the problem with a twenty eight page document? Is that there's 28 pages to figure shit out in. Fucking just looking for one thing. One breath weapon. Because there's a proof. Breath of the green dragon. There's a proofing You exhale error. a cloud of poison in a 90-foot cone. Yes. Each creature in the line must. Here, here, here. See, now that's also wrong. 
it says you exhale a cloud of poison, ninety foot cone, yep, yep. and then it says each creature in the so line. That's just that's, that's just that's, that's small. tackle. That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's just that no, kind of thing. You're missing me. the bigger. You're missing the what, bigger proofing. Six damage. Nope. You you know why you're gonna miss it? What? Because it's just absent. It's just not there. I must make a concert saving throw, taking 10d6 points of damage on a failed save, or half as much damage on a successful one. What kind of action is these breath weapons? Oh, sweet Jesus. There isn't a list. This is currently a free action in oh, this version Jesus of this. Is. I know it's probably supposed to be an action, an action. but they just straight definitely up... definitely an action. Every other thing says as oh, an action, Jesus, as a bonus action, there. as a reaction. It's just not there. They just, oh my gosh. They just didn't put it. Oh so, my gosh. That's my last thing. The team working on this is like one guy. As a reaction, as an action, as an action, everything else. But then they get to these, and it's just, you do it. You just do it. There's There are abilities that make sense in here where you do a thing, it just happens, it's free. This is not one of them. Yeah, that would have to get home brewed. So the, so the team working on this... That's not listening to us. It's one guy. And again, tying back to the start of the show, we love Wizards of the Coast. We love them. We respect the hell out and of I them. And I appreciate the hard work on this. Or do I? <laughs> so, obviously, people make mistakes. We're all human. Or human adjacent. So, sorry, I had to drink from my You're fine. You're fine. To to sort of summarize, it's it's cool flavored material, but probably not for a player character. No. It has the potential to break the game. You would have to build the world knowing that they're there and set things accordingly. Yes. There'd have to be a lot of homebrew rules to make sure that everything works and isn't taken advantage of. And that's why there was a whole book for Psionics in 3rd edition. It wasn't one packet of paper. Yeah, every other every other complete adventurer, complete scoundrel has, book. you know, three or four classes, subclasses, feats for them, spells for them, all this stuff. And then there's just the Psionic that you know had its cool? own book. You know what would be kind of cool? If Psionic, Psionism, whatever, was a subclass of, like, Wizard? Yeah, makes all sense in the world. That'd be kind of cool. The school of psionics. Yeah, where you like you gain a couple psychic abilities. Or the school of mind magic. What? School of tele whatever. School of whatever. Yeah. Telepowers. That'd be cool. That would make all sense in the world. That would make way more sense. And then we, and then you would have to. There'd have to be some trade off to avoiding the components, the verbal semantic material. But you would probably just acquire a couple disciplines or something yeah. to balance it out. Yeah. yeah, that would make way more sense. They'd get. Points like sorcery points, but it'd be wizard points or whatever. Yeah. This, so this is not a fully fleshed out thing, and as it stands right now, is not. It wouldn't fit in most campaigns. But it'd be a great bad guy. It would be a great bad guy, be and I honestly think guy. it's super fun idea because there's so much media that already shows us that psychic abilities and those things are cool. It's just D and D. And if you think about it, every not necessarily one of them popular media thing that has a psionic esque thing, the psionics are ridiculously overpowered. Yeah, it's always like a big Stranger thing. things. You know, Firestarter, like you said, the X-Men, Professor X, Jean, Jean Grey, the Phoenix is fucking unstoppable. Professor X could kill all humans on Earth. Yeah. Just could. Yeah. And and you can't do much about it unless you're Magneto, unless you have a special helmet. Yeah. Because right? you know better. Yeah. Nobody else knows better. Yeah. It's overpowered. They all know it. They all know it. Yeah. So this is D&D trying to make a watered-out version of it, so it's not overpowered. Haven't gotten there yet. Yet. I'm going to put an emphasis on yet, because I want to see this. I want to see it work. I do. How long has 5th edition been out? 2012. 60, 7 years. 7 years this year. So next edition, because they're probably kind of the new edition. I just want, I want to see it work. That's all. What do you think? Two years before the next edition comes out? At, at least 2020, so at least 2019 through most of 2020. But no, it's, it's rolling. They're going to wait a while. Okay. All right. Why? Wh- uh, just real fast. Uh, no, no, never mind. New, new topic. Next, next time. We're going to put a topic in there. Why does a new edition have to come out ever? As usual, this episode... This super special long episode was uh, not an attempt to learn or solve anything, but 
Big shout out to at Onslaught Six Thank again. You. Thank you for your at contribution. We're happy to uh, to talk about the topics you guys want to talk about. So just let us know what it this is. This was just one that was like sticking us in the craw. Uh, make sure to subscribe and rate the show wherever you found it. Follow us on Twitter uh, at RWD Podcast, and feel free to send us topics that you want to hear about or your D&D rants, especially on Psionics, at rwdpodcast at gmail.com, and we will see you next time. Till then. Thank you.